And them being sold to hedge fund billionaire Steve Cohen. We got to see what the beginning of this audio looks like on <laughs> for the one that was made for the website. The, the, the New York Mets have now officially sold for $2.45 billion. Can we give that man a big up? Can we get another one? I mean, he is from New York. Can we give him the New York one? Yo! That's what I'm talking about. And if you're a mess fan, you should be happy, B. If you're a mess fan, you should be elated. If you're a mess fan like my boy Brew Crew Lou, we ain't in the room quite yet. You know how to do. But if you are one of those people that root for the Mets, you should finally be happy about your franchise. You should finally be excited about your franchise. Because finally, 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 you guys have somebody that is willing to spend the money to make you guys continuously 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 competitive with the New York Yankees and ultimately that's all you've ever wanted like let's let's just keep it real like 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 let's 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 not front let's not let's not front like let 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 let's keep it real here. That that's all you guys have ever really. Exactly. Let, like let's just be honest. Let let's just be real. That all you guys have ever really wanted was to be up there with was to be up there with the New York Yankees, and with this owner, this is your Steve Ballmer, right? Steve Ballmer, the guy that owns the the guy that owns the the, the the Lakers, right? Not the Lakers, the Clippers, right? Chris Ballmer, Steve Ballmer, whatever his name is, right? This is your Ballmer. Where but but this is your own Steinbrenner, right? This is what you guys have hoped that you can get as an owner. This is what everything basically you're getting everything you've ever wanted your owner to be. Like this is what you're finally getting. And you should be happy about it. You should be happy about it because you, now you don't ever have to work, cause, okay, for people that don't understand about the Mets, right? And exactly what happened to the Mets. You guys remember that Ponzi scheme? Oh, shoot, I just unscrewed something too far that shouldn't be screwed. That's what happens when you multitask while you try to do a podcast. But if you guys remember the Mets, right? The Mets were part of this Ponzi scheme. And it's because of that Ponzi scheme on why the New York Mets have been stuck in this weird loophole of not being able to do shit for their team. Right, there's this loophole of, of, of ineptitude because their, their, their former owner, and I think their owners are the Wilpoms, right? Yes, so the owners, the Wilpoms, they were caught, they got caught in that Madoff Ponzi scheme. That was, that was the Mets, yes, in case you guys don't know. So the Mets, were one of their biggest clients. And that's where they got a big portion of their dollars from. So guess what happened when they came out and they said, hey, this whole entire thing was a shim sham flim flamity flume. Then the, Met, then the Mets owner, the, um, the Will Palms, kinda had to take a back seat. They kinda weren't able to be able to spend the money that they were barely spending to begin with. Right? Cause it's not like the Will Palms was out there 
spending buku dollars already, right? Like, like they, they were, they, they were always happy. It felt like, and listen, it's not just me saying it, right? You can ask, you can ask their, you can ask their, their, their fans. But it always felt like they felt comfortable being back page news, right? That's what we call it in New York, being back page news. Yankees made front page news. You made back page news. So it always seemed like they were content with that. Well, even while they were content with that, they still had money that they still wanted to spend. And they still always try to look competitive every once in a while. Well, this completely stopped once the Ponzi scheme and once the Madoff scheme popped off because once that, once that matured and materialized, there was no way for them to continue to pay players sometimes. And, and not even say to pay players. Right, they had problems keeping up with salaries. They had they had problems. They had problems um, trying to go out there and spend extra. They had problems trying to do more, and and that's where you have the problems at because it's not even so much sometimes of paying the players, but it's also paying the scouts and paying and and and, and paying the personnel and paying the coaches and, and paying the farm system and the other individuals around your team to make your team be successful. It's about it's about building a team, not just fill of players, but a franchise that, that could put winning product and winning individuals out there on the field. So if you're a Mets fan, you should be happy. Yeah, let me hear you cheer again. If you're a Mets fan, you should be elated. You should be jumping for joy right now because you have officially been sold. And you're being sold. And I, and I say that this is your this is your bomber from the Clippers because this is a guy, like, this is what you want. Like, like, believe it or not, this is what you want. You want your team to be sold to the guy that's also a fan of your team. Like, I mean, a big-time fan. That's what you want more than anything else. You want the guy that's a fan of your team. Because a guy that's a fan of your team is going to want your team to win. A guy that's a fan of your team is gonna want your team to do good. A guy that's a fan of your team is gonna want is gonna tr is gonna keep doing the things to make your team be successful because, yo, he wants his brand new toy. He wants his franchise. Like like I want Manchester United because I own stock in them. Like yeah, you can buy stock in soccer soccer um, companies. Just to let you guys know what's going on when we're working to the podcast. You want the guy that is so in love and so wants this team that he's gonna want to do anything. He's not gonna middle, he's not gonna fiddle, he's not gonna, he's not going to scuff, he's not gonna try to make bad decisions, right? Cause he's a billionaire. He's gonna put people in the right place to make the right decisions and he's also not gonna be afraid to spend the money necessary to keep you guys successful, to keep you guys more relevant, to keep you guys actually looking like a well ran organization and that's what you should be happy about on this happy day and, and, and on this glorious day right on this glorious day in, in Mets history where your team sells for 2.45 billion dollars your owner once again Cause we just told you why he was in this position. He once again he played himself, son. Yeah, I wish I had a, I wish I had that that drop by 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 Kali, right? So so that I could drop this photo, but I don't. 
dog. You played yourself, B. You understand? And I'm going to explain to you guys, right? Because we have a few more minutes, right? Before, so you got, before we take a quick break and go on to our next topic, right? And remember, the phone lines the phone lines are open. If you if you met Mets fans, you want to call up, go on and call up. Phone lines are officially open. Call up. I see you in there. My brother's on vacation. My brother's birthday is tomorrow. We're going to wish him a happy birthday. A lot early birthday today, but we're going to wish him a happy birthday live on the air tomorrow. Live on the air Wednesday night. Remember, we'll be on the air at 8.07 p.m. I know you guys get used to seeing me here and hearing me here at noon. It's a good time to hear me. But... You only get to hear me one hour a day when you hear me at noon. Three hours, live, Wednesday night, 8.07 p.m. Remember, Thursday is a podcast, is a pod being live exclusive because and all proceeds that, that are made, that are donated on that Thursday show goes to the Jet Black Empowerment Organization. So don't forget about that. And we'll be back regularly on all, on all live airways back on Friday. But even in selling the team, your boy still manages to play himself because he was still supposed to get $2.6 million for this team. But then Wilpom said, well, you know what? I also want to run this team for five years. And I also want to keep so much percentage of assets. And I want this and want that. And he was about to give him all of that. Yo, run the team for five years, sell for $2.6 billion. But then he just kept on asking for more and more and more until he said, you know what, fuck that, I am out. And now on a deal where you should have, like, listen, not for nothing, but we're in a downtime. But where you could have got, you should have gotten way more for this team, right? Where you could have gotten more and still had still had control for five years. Like, where the fuck they do that at, right? But you could have had control for five years and coming up against the clock soon. Um, you managed to lose out on one hundred and fifty million dollars because you don't know how to do business right well yo we're we, we gonna we're we gonna come back we're we, we gonna come back and we're we gonna get into we're gonna get into more of the sports show because yo shit has been going crazy right after this quick message and I, when i say quick message a super quick message i want you all to remember the change you want begins with you your vote matters so don't just register to vote. Go out and vote and begin making the change you want. And we're back from the Mighty Sports Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I told you a quick break. So the Mets played himself, right? Um, the Wolpons played himself. But once again, Mets, Mets, Mets fans, you should be happy. Mets fan, you should ultimately be happy. You should be rejoicing that you finally are selling your team to somebody. What's going on, T? I see you in the room. To somebody that's actually a fan. Now, sound, not speaking of fans, it sounds like Vince's, Vince's WWE Vince McMahon may be trying to silence his talent from his fans. So WWE, like when they talk about today, tomorrow, and forever, it's starting to sound like they're a little bit of shut up and wrestle. And I don't want to say that they're saying shut up and wrestle, but they, but but there was a mandate that was recently pa- passed down by Vince McMahon, giving all of their talent um a time frame to remove themselves from any of their personal platforms or when or anywhere that they're they're monetizing themselves in any kind of personal platforms, they have to get rid of them. And the moment I heard that, that drew on me. I was like, whoa, Vince. Vince, 
why the fuck are you doing that? Because, like, these guys have made some, like, have, have, have gotten some major platforms out there. Like, um, some guys, like, a lot of guys that don't get a lot of, that don't get a lot of television time, right? They make a decent amount of money. Some of them, like, half a million dollars a year off of their, off of their social media and other platforms. So, to hear Vince cancel that, right? Or, or give a mandate, or give notice to all of his talent to cancel it, automatically, like, raise my eyebrows. But it also made me start to think that there must be a bigger picture here, right? There must be something bigger going on here than just... I'm getting get used to wrestling talk on Tuesdays. Just to let you guys know, right? I'm, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm in the work and I'm getting a couple of, I'm getting some interviews together for, from some local wrestlers in my area. So get used to wrestling talk on Tuesdays. Tuesdays is for wrestling talk and Monday Night Football. Don't get it twisted. So when I heard this about, when I heard this, about, it, it made me, it made me really think, because Vince just wouldn't put out something. That so that sounds this radical without any reason. Vince is Vince is and always has been a businessman. Now, I can say one thing. It is probably going to be a way to start. I don't want to say editing, but con controlling some of the content or some of the things that they may be saying right now, depending on who's saying what. Because I don't follow all of their. I don't follow who's going cuz I don't follow all of their social media platforms to know like who's taking who's taking political stands here, who's doing what here, who's taking you know but he is doing it in a way to control them. But also my first thought was that he must be pulling them off of all their individual platforms to pull them on his own platform. So it must mean so it made me first in that WWE network the WWE Network must be coming out with something in the realm for so for YouTube, for game sharing, for something of that nature where they want to get it all uniformed versus scattered all over the place. Like they must have wanted on their own on their own on their own platform. And even if it's not their own WWE platform, just think of it um like 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 you and your office, right? Like admin versus users, where they may want to be they may want WWE to be the main account for everybody, and then under that WWE account, you have, you you have Roman Reigns WWE on WWE YouTube. You have Sasha Banks WWE YouTube. You get up up down downs um 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 Woods um on um, social media YouTube. So then you get all of them under one WWE platform versus scattered all over the place. See, this is the only thing that makes me think. Or the same thing with YouTube is that. Instead of everybody having their own YouTube channel, it'll be all of them branded under the WWE YouTube platform, and then they'll they'll issue up them all out their own platform. What's going on, Spider? I see you. What's going on, Luke? So, so that's, that's that's the only because like I said, it makes no sense for him just to cut this short, right? It has to be for a bigger reason. It has to be for a bigger picture. Vince McMahon is a businessman. He doesn't he, he doesn't he's doing things half the time for it for for emotion. So. If you think that now, if you have to now, if you're trying to go to advertisers and you're telling them, well, hey, listen, we have 50 million followers, and like if you add these persons on followers and this person's followers, this person's followers, like, well, no, you don't. You don't got 50 million. You need to be able to prove it. WWE only has 20 million. Where are you getting 50 million from? 
So now what he's doing, he's getting everybody to come on the one WWE umbrella, the WWE YouTube's platform. And once again, this issue on different accounts. Now all of their platforms, see, he's let them build it. See, I, like I said, Vince isn't dumb. He has let them build it. He let them get their time and he let them eat. Solely, he let them build up that platform. Millions of followers here, hundreds of thousands of followers of here, you know? He let them build it up. And now he's gonna take all of them and bring them all to under one WWE platform. That way, when he goes to advertisers, he could actually come to them and actually say, hey, this is how many we totally have. And you know what that does for you? That makes bigger contracts for talents. Because every time he's trying to negotiate contracts, or every time he's trying to get a bigger contract, well, guess what? Every time he's trying to get more money from advertisers, he has to, they have to really show those numbers. So having them scattered, having them scattered may not be the best thing for them. And, hey, it's probably, and like I said, is there's, there's going to be a way to, there's going to be some controlling factors in there, right? Like, I don't know how much he's going to control political views and all this, and all these other aspects, but one of the things that you'll probably see, one of the things that you'll probably see is probably the end of cross-promotion. Right, which means, uh, and so for instance, that, and and I mean this in a way that, on some pe some individuals YouTube, you consistently see them with other individuals from AEW or from from other from other wrestling organizations, and and listen, it may, and some of them is because my nose is twitching like a motherfucker, and it may be because of the simple fact that they're married. Right? Like, like some of them, they bring their friends on, they bring their boys on, and you know what I mean? And they help get their boys some spotlight and or, or, or spotted in some event. You know what I mean? I'll get, get them a, a free plug or something here and there. Like, that's going to stop. Those free plugs, that free advertisement, that that, that free cross-branding, that's, that's, where, that's where you're going to get some of the controlling factors in. I can very easily see, oh, listen, like, I get it, you're married, but that's AEW talent. Right, under our WWE YouTube platform, right, and this is a WWE platform, you can't have AEW talent on here. That will I can understand that being a breach of the contract. I can understand that being ended. But like I said, to just do away with it, to just negate it, I don't see that. There's too much money there. There's too much money for him to sell to advertisers to, and there's too much money still coming into individual talent. And you can, listen, you can still tell individual talent, hey, no, here goes your dough. Here goes your cut of the pie. You still get this. We just have to be able to monitor it all so that we can monetize it all. Because if we can't, if we can't account for it all in one, in one platform, how can we sell it as one package? And that's probably the bigger picture that's going on there. Is that they need to be able to sell these as one package deal instead of ha it having, it's, instead of it having, eighteen other side hustles. No, what's going on, Paul? Oh, look at Paul with the fancy new name and shit. I see you. <laughs> um, so I can see that happening. This, see, this a this a bigger picture. But listen, we're gonna. We're gonna keep this definitely. We're gonna definitely keep an eye on this. Like I told you, Tuesdays for wrestling. Tuesdays for wrestling and Monday Night Football. So we could definitely keep an eye on this and keep seeing how this, how this. Good, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Got you. We could definitely gonna see how this works out, how this plays out, and how this unfolds. Because I don't believe that Vince is just trying to silence his talent.
what I do believe is just he's trying to redirect money, and and and, and by redirecting them to a to a, uni, a uniformed platform, right, or a uniformed account is gonna help for bigger contracts when it comes for advertisers. When it means and bigger contracts from advertisers means bigger contracts for talent. And bigger contracts for talent means happier talent, which is what you guys want anyway. All your talent there, you want more money for what you're doing. You you say it all the time, I'm on the road, 300 days a week, you know, 300 days a year, putting our body to the grind, smashing this, smashing that. You know what I mean? Taking butts and you know what I mean? Like you know, taking names and kicking butt, or kicking names and taking butts. You know, like you doing all that shit. I gotta get that phrase right. Kicking names, taking butts. Kicking names, taking butts. Kicking names, taking butts. I have to get that right. I have to get that right. But as like I said, <laughs> shut up, Paul. <laughs> Kicking names, taking butts. Right, but they're not the only one. WWE and Vince McMahon weren't the only ones out there trying to silence individuals. Right? They also had some football going on. And in this football, they were trying to silence some doubters, right? As we're coming up on our heartbreak. So in our heartbreak, yeah, we go we're gonna drop we're gonna drop that um that piece in a pod song uh, made by made by striving to perfection. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so when we when we take our break in the, um in the in the middle of the thirty minute break, yeah, that's what we're gonna play. We're gonna be going for a while. I hope what you guys sit back and you enjoy every single bit of that. But the individual's trying to silence the doubters, right? As Vince Man's trying to silence his talent, we have people out there trying to silence the doubters. And and, and that what was going on in Indiana and Jacksonville. That you had the old gunslinger Philip Rivers out there trying to silence the doubters to show that he still got it. Philip Rivers out there doing Philip Rivers things. You know, 36, 36 completions on 46 attempts. 46 attempts. This old man passing the ball 45. I don't know what Indiana's doing. But <laughs> Philip Rivers' arm ain't gonna last to the end of this season making 46 passes a game. But he's doing Philip Rivers things. 45 passes, 36 completions, 363 yards. You know what I mean? Making the cut for the three fiftieths. One touchdown, two interceptions. Three receivers over 50-plus yards. Putting up spectacular numbers in a loss. Philip River-like things. Spectacular numbers in a loss. That is what Philip Rivers does. I, 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 I can't help it. Like, so... Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers basically left the Chargers, went to Indiana, trying to prove the Dallas wrong, but Philip Rivers did exactly what he did in the Chargers. Tons of passing yards, tons of game, tons of yardage. Well, where's the W? Like, all your numbers look good, except for the column that matters. In the W column. On top of all these other spectacular numbers and touchdowns and stats that, that Philip Rivers keeps stacking up, you're stacking up L's too, B. And you're passing the ball 45 times a game. And you're like 48. So you ain't 40. You're like the third or second oldest person in the NFL right now. Quarterback, that is. Maybe third. I say, is it you, Phillip Rivers, and Breeze? Are you, Re you Breeze, and Brady? I'm trying to think how old Ben Roethlisberger is. But I'm pretty sure he's up there, too. He's one of the elder statesmen. And then you have, on the other side, 
You got Gardner Minshew trying to prove that yo, what you saw last year wasn't what wasn't 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 bullshit. Gardner Minshew out there pork chopping it up, looking efficient like a motherfucker. Nineteen for twenty. Yes, nineteen for twenty. Twenty attempts, nineteen completions. Hundred and seventy-three yards. Nothing spectacular. Just nineteen for twenty. I just missed one time. Nothing spectacular. They didn't need to pass the ball 46 times. 173 yards. Nothing spectacular. Three touchdowns. Just efficient. Yeah, Roethlisberger still plays. He played last night, Monday Night Football. Against, the, against my Giants. I can say that now. Nothing spectacular for Gordon Minshew. Three touchdowns. Nothing spectacular. Except for the one <laughs> ben Roethlisberger is one of the four, is in the top four oldest quarterbacks in the league right now, because I'm pretty sure he's still younger than Drew Brees, and I believe he's and I and I'm pretty damn sure he's still younger than Tom Brady. Those two are still older than him. Who I don't know if he's older than is Philip Rivers. They may be about about the same age, and they're all like like somewhere between like 35 and 40. To be honest with you, <laughs> Listen, it's funny what's old in the sports world, right? It's funny what's old old in the sports world, right? So. Actually, we we're coming up on our, on our hard break right now. So listen, 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 listen. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. I said, we trying to find my discipline here in these hour-long shows. So I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. When we come back, when we come back, we're going to finish um, We're gonna finish talking about um, a couple of these games from um, from week one in football. We're also going to get to our, you know, you know, you know that segment that... One time at basketball camp that... And more when we come back from this break. It's ever been, but it's always been Cause our crazy history is the evidence And ever since them big ships came over with them natives And brought us back here to struggle and go through hardships They don't see us as equals, and I don't think they'll ever It's enough to make you go loony like the Tasmanian devil But my mind says, chill, we'll gotta stay clever A storm is but a short time, nothing lasts forever But God said to your enemy, show high love But it's hard to do that when that person's showing you low love Better yet, no love, that's what they give back it's hunting season for them, they're the archers and we the deal with the targets on our back Dark meat or light meat, they got us on the meat rack We just buy our time until it's time to clap back And then they better step back for waking the beast What a beautiful chaos, it'll be like a warmest cat Until then, we just some cheese on the pie We just some cheese on the pie And you know, hey, we just some cheese on the pie We trying to get our message across Narrative in 
I favor a lot of nonsense going on. It needs to make some sense sooner than later. People trying to cope to keep from going Goku. Uh, the Super Saiyan they understand but don't know what they go through. Uh, Injustice, oppression, constantly victimized. They can't do much about it but wipe the tears from their eyes. Their minds never cease to roam, hoping for a better day. Mix the herbal blue with purple, they want to see a proper hate. They want to drink the pain away. They want the pain gone today. Pouring milk down their mouth till it's making them rap. Blowing sticks of the ganja, drinks wetter than Ghana. Playing their favorite song, jo Joanna. A temporary thick stick, they trouble still existing. Problems bigger than sumo, so we'll meet them with a fist. They'll linger no longer, cause they are dismissed. We're more than slightly serious, we tired of this ish. Till then, we just some peas on the pie. We just some peas on the pie. And you know, and you know, we like some peas in the pie. We tryna get our message to God. And you know, hey, we just some peas on the pie. We tryna get our message across. We come together at a distance Because we on a mission Ask me, my mama told me there'll be days like this She made it clear to me that life was gonna be hit or miss So I was raised to be a boss hog, an alpha, a captain I might be mighty like a lion, but no captain She told me always keep an ace up my sleeve With the poker face, don't let them see it coming And just stay in your place, be inspired, good or bad or ugly Always speak the truth, cause a 360 perspective Can always change it for you I dreamt of retirement at age 28, but now I just want to make it to age 38. Rap bands and rubber bands, get rich like my uncle Nim. Push a Aston Martin and make it to 88. The way things is going, it's like we caught in the matrix. Take the blue pill and you can never escape this. Take the red pill and you can live at your own risk. It seems whichever you take, you still in the hole. Damn, we just some peas on the fly. We just some peas on the fly. You know, hey, we like some peas in the pie. Uh, trying to get our message to God. And welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Donald Thomas Taylor. Yo, thank you for listening. If you're, li if you're listening a lot, then you'll listen on the many live platforms that we have provided for you, wherever that is on MightySports.net, on Podbean Live, or if you're catching me live on the gram right now. And also, I want to give a special shout out to Striving to Perfection and the whole entire Podbean community and all podcasts that represent and raise money for Jet Black Organization in honor of Pod God to help local organizations prosper. Not only are there daily podcasts, but once a month, on the last Saturday of the month, they have a Podathon where all proceeds go to the Jet Black Empowerment Organization. So to donate, don't forget you can always go to jetblackempowerment.org. And if you want to visit that video, I'll go ahead and drop a link for you and the thing. I think their Podathon this month is going to be on the 26th. And also, please don't forget get that tomorrow sh not tomorrow show or any um any Thursday shows that you catch those are going to be pod being live exclusive and when you donate during those um during those podcasts 100% of those proceeds I get those tallied up and I send those over to Jet Black Empowerment <clears throat> So as we are back, right, we were just talking about the people that, that were trying to silence some of the haters and silence some of their doubters. God, we had Garchu Minshew over there, pork chopping it up with a very efficient 90 for 20, 173 yards, three touchdowns and getting that W and, the, and getting the and getting the, the, the tick mark in the one column that it, it, it mattered the most, and that was in the W column. So while WWE is over there silencing talent and Rivers is over here failing to silence the doubters, and Garchu Minshew was just over here showing us that, you know what, you know what? All of them. They are who we thought they were. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. 
So while all those doubters are trying to be silenced, listen, there is no doubt. There is no doubt. There, yo, can I get a little ride out music for this just a little bit, please? Can, there we go, there we go, there we go. Right? There is no doubt that after tonight, somebody will be told, I don't know who, I have an idea, I, I, I know who I hope it is, but somebody's gonna be told tonight, you have failed this city. As tonight, we have game seven. Yes, folks, we are blessed tonight with a game seven in the NBA playoffs between the Denver Nuggets and the LA Clippers. Once again, once again, once again, we see the Denver Chicken Nuggets with their back against the wall, looking all delicious and scrumptious, golden brown. Do you want to dip them in, in, in barbecue sauce or sweet and sour? Honey mustard, maybe? But they just basically tell you that we are not going to go quietly into the night. They find themselves again in a Game 7 playoff in this playoffs. Twice now, Denver, Game 7. After being down 3-1. Kyler Murray and the <laughs> Joker. Over there looking like Kawhi Leonard. Have you ever danced with the princess in the day and the night? Yeah, I like the exit to all people that I play Game 7s with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit of everything right now, Paul. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I, you know what I really am. I, I'm just. My teeth. But then again, on the other end is the Denver Nuggets. Just, just keep building and building and building upon playoff experience and playoff runs, and, and building that profile and, and keep <laughs> facts. <laughs> As they just keep building their household name at that too. Let's not get that twisted, right? As Jamal Murray and, and the Joker just become keep building their household name. Kawhi Leonard is looking at them again like, you know what? I'm also just going to have to prove myself again. I'm going to have to prove myself again on another journey to another championship that I can close out these big games. Because you know what? If you're going to win championships, you're going to run into some adversity along the line. If you're going to win some championships, you're going to have to go through some big games. If you're going to win championships, you're going to have to be tested. And right now, I haven't seen the Lakers be tested. I've seen the Clippers get tested. I've seen the Denver Nuggets get tested. I've seen, them, I've seen, the, I've seen the Boston Celtics get tested. Haven't quite seen the Lakers or the Miami Heat get tested. But I do have the Miami Heat and the Clippers both going to the NBA championship. Don't get that twisted. Right? Uh, and and let's 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 go dig into that a little bit, right? Let's go let's go dig into those two guys a little bit. Cause I'm gonna be intrigued. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching this game seven tonight. I'm gonna be watching this game seven tonight because you don't know if if based off what Jamal Murray has done this whole entire playoffs, you don't know if he's gonna have 30 tonight or 50. And any player that you just think that, hey, in any given game, that they're going to put up somewhere between 30 to 50 points in a closeout game? That's excitement, B. Cheers to that. Yeah, I got a screwdriver going on first thing in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Got a little pick me up. <laughs> so while 
those individuals battled out their game sevens to see who's going to go into the Western Conference Championship to face the Lakers. The Eastern Conference Championship has already been set. And we have game one of the Eastern Conference Championship tonight as well. So yes, we have a game seven and a game one tonight. And in game one, we have those in Fuego, Miami Heat. Taking on the young lads. The Boston Celtics. And I keep hearing something about the Boston Celtics. I keep hearing something about the Boston Celtics. And I keep thinking that I don't think people have evolved to realize that they are still talking about the Boston Celtics the same way they were talking about the Boston Celtics when they were in this very same spot five years ago. For five years now, we've been saying, oh, the Boston Celtics, they're too young, they ain't ready. Nah, man, ain't your time, you young boy. Nah, back up, young, you know what I mean? Let the young, let the old boys get up here. It'll be, it'll be your time, youngster. You know what I mean? Yo, fuck out of here, young nigga, you know what I mean? Like, they really, like, you guys are really trying to sun... I understand, I don't like talking well about the Boston Celtics or the Miami Heat, by the way. So so this whole entire segment, right, that, that leaves a little rumble in the tummy. But I have to, but when you guys go too far left, it's my job to bring you right back into the middle. Like when you go too far right, I have to bring you right back in the middle. Like I tell you guys, the only time I don't understand my left and my right is when you guys talk politics. Cause none of that shit matters to me, B. I'm just trying to do what's good for self. <laughs> and good for man. <laughs> like, 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 let's, 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 let's expound on that a little bit. But y'all talk about left and right. I'm just talking about human rights. Like, <laughs> ain't no left and right there. I don't know the fuck y'all talk about. But, like I said, when y'all go left field, it's my job to bring you back right. When you go right field, it's my job to bring you back left. Because I'm trying to keep you right there in the middle. You know what I mean? Find your yin and your yang all day long, right here in the center, even flow, give and take. And the Boston Celtics have been said have have this said this about them for about the last five years. For the last five years, you you've been, you've been saying about the Boston Celtics. Oh yes, balance, Poe. You've been saying about the Boston Celtics that they're too young, that they're too young, they're too young, young too young. How long are they too young? Because we wait two more years. You're gonna be saying, oh, the Boston Celtics, they're an experienced team. They should be winning a championship by now. If they haven't won a championship with the people that they have, when are they gonna win a championship? Guess what? Right now is the time when the Boston Celtics wins a championship. Because two years from now, you're gonna be thinking they don't have enough pieces. Two years from now, you're gonna be looking at them like, damn, they've been in the championship now six straight years, and they can't get over the hump. Do they have enough? So you're gonna have to pick which side of your ass you're gonna wanna talk out of. But I ain't gonna allow you to talk out of both of them. Nah, B. Just run out the asshole. You can't talk out of the right cheek. You can't talk out of the left cheek. We said it all flatulent and gas straight out the hole. I know we get it. I forgot. It's, I forgot. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. Some places in the world where you hear this podcast. I understand. Hope you had your coffee. You can't 
keep saying the Boston Celtics are, are not experienced enough. See, you're the same individuals that kept on trying to give the Toronto Raptors a pass this, this past year. You're probably the same individuals that gave the Toronto Raptors coach um, coach of the year this year for doing the same thing that they did for the last five years before they had Kawhi. Boston Celtics have been here continuously. They've been here consistently. Now, if you did have to worry about somebody, you should probably worry about the Miami Heat because they seem to be a little bit more young or experienced, except the Miami Heat has been in the playoffs for the last three to four years as well. Without before getting Jimmy Butler, they were that team battling for a spot, battling for a spot. You understand? Even when they weren't in the playoffs, they were battling for playoff spots. They were never out of the playoffs. 60 games in, Miami Heat weren't out of the playoffs. 70 games in, Miami Heat weren't out of the playoffs. So if you're playing if you're playing to get a playoff spot for 70 straight games, you're playing playoff basketball at the end, at the end of your season. Because you're not playing until you get eliminated. And then when you when you and then when you play for Pat Riley and Eric Spoelstra, guess what happens for those last 12 games? You're gonna play like you're playing for a playoff spot. Because that's that heat culture. Guess what happened in Boston? Same exact thing, because they got that culture up in there. They got that Celtic pride up there in Boston. So, we got one more break to get through, just about, and then, and then we'll be done. And then you have me for the rest of the evening. So, I don't want to keep hearing that the Boston Celtics are too young. I don't want to hear Miami Heat are too young. Both of these two teams are experienced teams. Both of these two teams have been in the playoffs for at least three years now. Straight. At bare minimum. The rest of the team that LeBron James is playing with can't say that. Before LeBron James got to the Lakers, they have they haven't been in the playoffs since. Man, hasn't been 2010. That can't be it. I'm lying. I'm lying. I know. I know it wasn't because because. No, they got there when Kobe was there with 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 they. They haven't gotten this far since 2010. But you understand, like the Lakers haven't been here what since 2014, I think. So none of the young players that are currently on the on the on the Lakers have been here in the playoffs battling for a spot. None of them. Cool except for the guys that they brought over from other teams. All those veteran players, you know, they've been in these these spots before, but none of their young guys, none of those guys as a team as a cohesiveness have as a cohesive unit have been here. Listen, me they can run over my my break top. None of them have. The Celtics, I mean not the Celtics, but the but the but the Clippers have. They've been in this position for a couple of years, by beating their head against the wall trying to get over that hump. Since they've had Doc Rivers consistently. Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat are not the neophytes you keep trying to that you keep believing that they are. And if you treat them like neophytes, they're gonna surprise the fuck out of you. We're gonna be back on the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm gonna take my last break. And we're gonna hop into what happened in Monday Night Football. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some are able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, What's going on, old man? engineers, Thank you for sharing the podcast. technologists and combat troops all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond 
And, do, and also, don't forget, now I'm on this a soldier, but I also got my PhD from the Nick Dogg School of Medicine. So, and, and as my school model likes to preach, and as we like to always partake in every single day, I want to remind you to keep your mentals right and to smoke weed every day. Thank you again, old man, for sharing the podcast. Um, You know what's so funny, right? As, as I was thinking here during, during the commercial break, that I really need to figure out how to cash out my Podbean points. Because see, like, <laughs> I'm weird as fuck. I like having money stashed everywhere. So as long as I've been on Podbean, I've never had a reason. To, I've never cashed out my Podbean. I was like, I'm just gonna let that shit, I'm just gonna let that shit stack up there. But now, <laughs> I have to figure out how to cash them out so I could go donate. <laughs> but but isn't it um, for every what? For every one hundred is one dollar. Is that what it is? I don't know. How is it? How does what's the formula? So I can know. Is it for every hundred? It's one dollar. Really? Huh. Okay. So. Okay. So I think I can. I can just donate. The money that's in there and figure it out. <laughs> I may end up donating like ten times more than what's in my pop bean. <laughs> <laughs> I may fandangle the numbers in my head. I'd be like, well, okay, if this is your formula, this is going to be my formula, and I'll donate this. We'll figure some shit out. We'll figure some shit out. Because, like, if it doesn't equate to more than $5 for the end of the month, then I'll make sure that, like, I'll just give... You know, like, you know, you know, you understand. You guys understand what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> because, like, am I supposed to have them send me a 74-cent check? Like, well, I don't even understand what, what's in there. <laughs> Like, is that 74 cents or seven dollars and four cents and 40 cents? Like, like you tell me. <laughs> but let's 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 get in. Let's get into let's get into football because we only got like about 10 minutes left. And, and, and there was some and, and there was there was some football that that, that 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 continues to happen. Right. And over, over this past weekend, we also got a <laughs> not connect uh, PayPal. I can do that. I can do that. Tell my PayPal. I have I have some invoices out there. I may have to resend some invoices. God. <sighs> Maybe they pay me through PayPal. I haven't noticed yet. We'll see. All right. So let's get back. All right. Over the weekend, we also got a chance to see Las Vegas take on Carolina, right? And 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 this game, I had, I just wanted to get this game out of the way because I, I only interest in this game was that I wanted to see how my boy Steady, Steady Teddy, was going to play, right? But I didn't realize that Steady Teddy was going to be playing the white version of himself. Like, like Derek Carr and Teddy Bridgewater are like two carbon copies of themselves. They, they, they just happen to have two different complexions. Because, I mean, I mean, they are just two boring, efficient, winning quarterbacks. And I don't know if I can call Derek Carr winning as much as I can call Steady, Steady Teddy, Bridgewater, a winning quarterback. But, man... 22 for 30 for, for Derek Carr, 239 um, yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Steady, steady, Teddy. Bridgewater, 22, 22 completions, 34 attempts, 270 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Now, not for nothing, like Teddy Bridgewater happened to happen to make former 
New York Jets wide receiver. Yeah, I'm forgetting his name. I'm forgetting his name. I'm forgetting his name. He's the dude that went like 180 miles an hour in like a 50 miles an hour zone at one point in time and got himself pulled over. Um, what was his name? What was his name? What was his name? Uh, it was, I'm not going to remember his name. I'm not going to remember his name to, to, to save, to save this podcast. Like, I'm, I'm just going to end up stalling until I finally find it. And, and then, and then when I find it, I'm, I'm going to end up saying it as if I had it in front of me this whole entire time. Oh, Robbie Anderson. There we go. Right? So, he made Robbie Anderson look good as Robbie Anderson, I think, managed to put up 115 yards on six receptions. Well, Robbie Anderson, and, and, and he got him the one touchdown that he had. And Robbie Anderson, that kind of dude. Um, you saw him manage to also get the ball out to Christian McCarthy 23 times for 96 yards. Christian McCarthy will also patch for 38 yards. So, so if you're a fantasy player, Christian McCarthy basically got you about 140. 40 yards total, which is he probably got you 14 points. And did he get you any touchdowns? Oh, he got you two touchdowns as well. So, good God almighty, Christian McCarthy got some fantasy points. What are we looking at there? That's 6, that's 12. And what did I say before then? I said that he got you another 14. That's 26 fantasy points. Jesus. The difference between what a number one pick in Christian McCarthy does and what a number two pick in Saquon Barkley does. We ain't going to talk about his Monday night football performance because we're going to talk about this Tennessee-Denver game. As, as, see, as the Denver Nuggets are playing game seven, let's, 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 let's talk about the Monday night football game for the, for the Denver Broncos, right? A lot of Mile High Club stuff going on right now. And I watched this Monday night football game, and I'm telling you, I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Like, if you guys can see my face, like. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like, like that's not, just like that odd moment of silence right there. I was watching that game like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? Because I watched this game and I still thought Tennessee lost. And Tennessee... <laughs> I can't do that. I, I multitask too much. <laughs> and it's tough, too, because I have, I'll have to watch it on silent. <laughs> I'll have to watch the game on silent because they'll, they'll, um, they'll, they'll, um, they, um, you know, they, they think the broadcast, right? So I have to watch it on silent, which isn't too bad because if I watch it on silent, I'll end up just basically going into play-by-play -play mode. But then watching football on silent isn't as good as watching basketball on silent. Basketball, football has a lot more breaks. Like, you'll fall asleep between football breaks. <laughs> Ow, my knee. Oh, I just twisted it wrong. Ugh. Yeah, football is, is, like, as excited as football is when you're watching it on, on television, football's kind of a boring sport. Like, believe it or not, for somebody, and for somebody as, 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 as high-paced, as fast-paced as I am, football is kind of a slow sport, believe it or not. <laughs> it just has... It's just that it has it has a lot of moments, and all of those moments just just mean a lot. You know what I mean? In in a short time, but it's it's kind of drug out. It's like it's five seconds of action, and then we take a break for forty seconds, and then it's, and then it's like three seconds of action. We take another forty, and then we take a forty second break. Like 
Imagine working like that. Oh, here goes five seconds of work. Oh, that just got me a 25 second break. <laughs> oh, here goes 10 seconds of work. Another 35 second break. Like, can you imagine doing work like that? Your supervisor would be like, yo, you're fired. <laughs> like, the only job that you can keep being that inefficient is being a police officer. So, let's continue back on Monday Night Football, <laughs> right? Because I didn't know what the fuck was going on there. Like, I watched this game as Tennessee, what, Tennessee won this game, what was that final score, 16 to 14? And I still thought they lost this game. I still thought that they managed to lose this game. Like, and, and not for nothing, Derrick Henry did Derrick Henry things. They let that man be the, be the battering ram that he has been known to be over the last couple of years. You know what I mean? 31 touches, 116 yards, no touchdowns, though. Corey Davis did, did Corey Davis things. Eight, eight targets, seven receptions. 101 yards, no touchdowns, though. The reason why this, I thought they lost this game. The reason why this game had me looking with the question mark on my face, like, who the fuck is shooting at Roger Rabbit? the fuck Roger Rabbit do to you to be shooting at this motherfucker? Like, all he do is smile, tell jokes, and his wife is bad as fuck, and you shooting at him. Adam Gase. <laughs> right? Super Bowl champion. Kicker. From the New England Patriots. Who was being technically going to the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken, if his number, if I'm not mistaken, if he's done that much work already. Steven Gostowski couldn't kick a field goal to save his motherfucking life last night. Like, holy cock banana shit. If you like chocolate covered bananas, that is. Right? <laughs> Two for six. Two for six. One for four for field goals. Make sure you make sure you check out um um post um uh, um post podcast and you also get a reading by Poe and at, at holyshift.com. Thank you, Poe. You know I get sidetracks. One for two on extra points. Two for six. This is a dude that went through a good po- see. I so oh <laughs> holy banana. <laughs> I did, I, I did say holy banana shit. <clears throat> it's my chocolate covered bananas reference, okay? <laughs> yes, but you definitely make sure you take out holyshift.com and make sure you get your, uh, schedule yourself a reading. Because we're coming up to almost the end of the podcast. Let's hear it again. So, Tennessee-Denver. I, I, Tennessee pulled out that game, but they tried to lose it. They tried every bit to lose it. From their kick and not being able to, to, to make field goals, to... to, to not getting a, a touchdown from any one of their key players, even though they put up monster yards. Oh, and this gift certificate's available. Oh, even better. Even better. I like that. I like that. I may... You know what? That's perfect that you said that. You are now officially just became a gift to my Women's Fantasy Football League this year. So for my Women's Fantasy Football League, one of the gifts that you'll be getting is a, is a reading from holyshift.com and Pope. So... 
That is one of the gifts. I'll, I'll also be posting this as an announcement into your text room as well to let you know the first gift that, that you'll be, uh, you guys will be getting. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. So let's go ahead and, and finish up this podcast. So even though he's he's missing all of these pot, he's not missing. He's missing all of these kicks. It made me realize how much I really enjoy the extra point kick being moved out to field goal range because it it really is letting you see these um these kickers' true percentages. Remember, kickers were making monies and keeping jobs for basically making two um make, making kicks from the two yard line. Which are basically automatic. So if you missed too many of those, they had to fire you. Now they're looking at guys like, um, what percentage do we judge you off of now? Because we can't keep judging them off of 98% that kickers is making from the two yard line. Now when you drop it out to 30, you have to start judging them from now like a 70 to 80% make. But two for six? This has been Talent Through Montana with the Mighty Sports Podcast. Yo, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow night, 8.07 p.m., where I have my co-host KJ with me. We are going to get into the rest of the games from um, from Monday night. We're going to pick. We're gonna do our picks for week two of the NFL. We're going to end up talking about the winner of game seven from tonight's game and a whole lot more because we got three hours to talk to you tomorrow night. But I want to thank you at this current time for listening to me today. If you're ready to, if you want to catch me back at this noonish hour, then come back Thursday, come back Friday. I'll be here. But remember, I, I'm gonna tell you again, as I'm, cause I'm reminding you now. But I'm gonna tell you again, I won't be here next Monday because I have a doctor's appointment at the at the VA. I gotta go all the way to Miami. Maybe I'll do something special for you guys in the car as I drive. Love you too, Poe. But but I can't guarantee it. But I definitely will be off Monday. But tomorrow we're gonna catch you. We got a lot to get into. Sports. It looks like this back, and it means that we got a lot of gab on the table. Hope you're ready to eat. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. Remember, in these trying times more than ever, let the optimism of today be your foundation for tomorrow. Let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. I am dyslexic Michael Motherfucker, honor a rural Brooklyn Zoo. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Pod B Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports.